What's up, boxing fans? Today we'll be breaking down Golovkin versus Wade, Chocolatito versus Arroyo, and looking ahead to Canelo versus Khan. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. There it is. Just got to get ready for that drop. <laughs> Bring it in. There it is. It's a slow build today because, well, it was a fast boxing weekend, so we need a slow building song. What's up, Andrea? What's up, Jared? <laughs> is that is your? Are you on? Like, can I get you there? Are you, can, can you I, hear me? Yeah, there you are. You got me. Sorry, you, you fell back. Well, that's okay. You fell I back, think, much like your boy Wade. I think I'm. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna be shamed this entire show. Hi, guys. Um, can you hear me now? Yes. Okay, yes, good. I, can. I yeah. think I'm so loud that you can hear me without the mic. You're so. good. You're good. <laughs> Um, we're here. We're back we're for live. another boxing after show here on After Buzz TV. I'm Jared Gilkerson. You can find me at Gilkerson Radio on Twitter. This is Andrea Fasano. Where uh, can everyone find you? Do you smell that? It smells so good. Yeah, Somebody's popcorn. cooking something. I know. Someone's making popcorn out there. <laughs> totally. Distracting us. Hey, you guys. Andrea here. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Andy Fasano. Yes. She's a good follow. Talking some boxing this yeah, weekend. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to the fights. But first, I wanted to... Uh, Give a little bit of social media due to some people. Let's do it. Uh, we have uh, at Tom Valentin John. Uh, he's a big fan of uh, the other show I host here, iZombie. And now uh, he's been talking and helping us out with some boxing chatter. That's uh, You can find him on Twitter there at Tom Valentin John. There's uh, Joe, simply just Joe, but it's at ISUCroff24. Thanks, uh, thanks for the likes this week. And you've got Hyde, that's at XO, what is that? I'm going to say XOIZIO353456. <laughs> and my good friend Manu, that's Emanuela Schneid. I'm not even going to spell that. Let's do it. E M A N U E L L A S H N E Y D. That's on Twitter. Thanks for everyone for the for the likes and the retweets this weekend. There are people getting pumped for the after show today. Nice. Yeah. And you reading these off feels like a, a bizarro version of Jimmy Kimmel's uh, oh. <laughs> mean tweets. Yeah, but mean you're tweets. just these are nice mean tweets. because you can't say these. Well, some of these, <laughs> these some of these Twitter these handles names, are quite handles. long. Thank yes. you. I couldn't think of that word yes. for a second. <laughs> um, and we're live now, so we just tweeted out the link to to watch us live. So. And if you're listening to us now, well, you're already watching and listening to us live on YouTube. You can also download us on iTunes and SoundCloud. So uh, listen to us, and we'll be breaking down Golovkin Wade, and then yep. we're previewing Canelo versus Khan, which is in two weeks, less than two weeks now, 13 days from now. But first, Andrea. Yeah. Let's jump into last night in Inglewood, just down the street. I know. We right. didn't get to go, guys. Sorry about that. But plans are underway. Yeah. Yes. And maybe for bigger and better. Yes. There's Vargas and Salido in June at StubHub Center. Beautiful venue. Yeah. Hoping to get there live and then op- hopefully be able to uh, cover some of the, the, the live open gyms and, and training, That's mm-hmm. just, which is fun, too. So uh, hopefully we can do that and bring you guys more content because that's what we want to do here. But let's jump in. Gennady Golovkin. Big favorite against Dominic Wade, your boy. Uh, this WBA and IBF uh, middleweight titles. Mm-hmm. Golovkin came in, of course, under the 160. That's 160 pound. Uh, he was at 159 and a half and weighed at 159. Wade, you know, the young up and comer, 18 and 0, 12 KOs. The, the IBF made him the 
uh, he, you know, the number one contender that in, in Golovkin had to defend against him. So uh, he was pushed in very quickly. And after watching last night, maybe a little too quickly. Yeah. As we break this one down, what did you? What were your impressions of the the very quick fight? Well, that's what's so funny. There's really not much to break down here. No. So good thing that we have so much more to talk yes. about yes. going forward. But you know, two rounds. What mm. what else can you say? Not even Obviously, two full rounds. Like I said, right? Exactly. <laughs> Um, I, he just, I think Wade got one too many punches in the face and head and just couldn't take it. You know what I mean? Like he, and I said to you, you know, we were watching it. He's such a slow, it's like a dumb fall. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like a big, very deliberate, very heavy, very heavy, very slow. Totally. So you kind of think like, okay, is his footing not right? Like every, everything about it was just really sad. Well, you brought up a good point though. That slow fall. I think in that first round when he got knocked down by that looping right hook by Golovkin, which we'll watch here in a second. Um, that just took his whole equilibrium off. Everything. He was thrown off. He was actually landing a few decent shots, but Golovkin just walks right through him. Yeah. I mean, Wade did not have the power to hang in there. And, of course, we got the second round where Golovkin knocked him down one more time. The referee asked Wade if he wanted to continue, and he mumbled something that sounded like yes. He said it three – whatever the mumble was, he said it three times. Like, yeah. he had to be asked three yeah. times. I think it was yes, a very Which low Which was great. Rumble. It bought him time, but – not yeah, yeah, enough. <laughs> that's a great point. If any fighters out there are watching, mumble. Yeah, just mumble, and then it gets you. That, that might be a new up. tactic. As long as you're up, because even when he when it became a, an actual knockdown, you know, I was like, man, he was getting up. He stood up, but it just doesn't matter. That's why there's you know ten seconds or whatever. It's yeah. just well, he got about count, sixteen or seventeen, count. so that's good. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and then Golovkin just finished him off in the corner with another big right hand, uh, looping right hand. Let's go to the tape and watch it for everyone uh, watching our show right now. Here are the highlights, as we see first round here. Look at that. Here comes that looping right hand right on the top oh, of the head. A lot oh. of people thought it was on the back of the head, and it was close. But not quite. And then, look, another right hand Ugh. over the guard of Wade. Yeah. He got up, powered through, but just too much. Oh. Another right hand for Golovkin. Here's the same punch Golovkin, again in the corner. Golovkin just took so much advantage of... It looked like Wade has his, had his gloves up in defense, and yep. as soon as they came down, it was like Golovkin could read that and just slammed him. Yeah, I, Wade, I mean, I, I, I give him full credit for taking this fight. Yeah. On uh, not short notice, but there's a lot of big names that just won't take a fight against him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if the IBF is coming to you, say, hey, you're the new number one contender. Why would you turn down? You know, you're getting a decent payday. Right. It's an HBO headlining fight. And I don't think this does anything to Dominic Wade. I mean, Golovkin's tearing through the whole division. Right. I think Wade, you know, if he can build his record back up, he's 18 and one now. Uh, Golovkin's 35 and 0. But I mean, Wade could possibly fight his way back up. Mm-hmm. But of course, that's not the that's not the headline. No, but that's that's actually something I was thinking about. Obviously, he needs time and uh, a lot of work. But I, I don't more think, than like four and said, a half minutes. Right. I don't think he's over and done with. No. You know, I've seen worse fighters. No. Actually, I mean, still yeah. Keep. Yeah, we didn't you know, really going we, in the yeah, business. You're right. We didn't get to see enough. And, Hopefully, uh, you know, he'll bounce back and be a decent fighter. We'll see. But let's dive into Triple G. Okay. Uh, a great nickname. I yeah. just love that nickname. This is now his 22nd 
consecutive knockout. I know. That's eight, it's crazy. He, since 2008, he's just knocking people out. Like we said two weeks, or was it last week? He still has a lot to prove against people, but a lot this of people are avoiding start. him. I mean, yeah, it's, he's been starting. It's it's a good, you know. Well, yeah, but you know, we we you didn't know because yeah. you know you keep even saying like, hey, this might be kind of his peak, and then he might be going down from here. But yeah, it doesn't look like he's stopping. No, I th- and, and Max Kellerman said it best at the end of the fight. There was an interview uh, after the broadcast that I stumbled across, and uh, someone asked him what you know what Golovkin needs to do, mm-hmm. and Max simply stated that he just needs to fight. Whoever is willing to fight him and who's the best, doesn't matter if it's a weight division above, right. a weight division below, take big name fights because he needs names. Because mm-hmm. the last few fights have just not, the names just aren't there. Yeah. So he needs a big name. Um, Wade had a great quote at the end of the fight. It just He says, uh, it was more than I even ex- uh, than even expected. I was trying to get comfortable in there. Once he hits you, it makes it very difficult to get comfortable. No duh. Yeah, uh, right. I could have done a, a one thing or two things a little differently in there, but he's a great champion. He has everything you need to be a champion. Um, well, that's nice. He's giving the it. respect yeah. to Glovkin and saying, hey, I didn't even have time to get... I mean, he didn't then. No. So no. he's being honest about it. Being very honest. I respect honest. that. Oh, yeah, if he came out and said that uh, it was yeah, stopped too early. Right. Or, yeah, We've heard that before. Mm-hmm. So humbleness mm-hmm. with boxers isn't always common. So that's good. Good to hear. Um this kind of gets into what's next for Triple G. Okay. Um, Triple G. You're right. I feel like we're talking about a WWE. A lot. Yeah, Triple right? G. Yeah. <laughs> um, all the rumors are, you know, Canelo Alvarez, who's got a big fight in two weeks against Amir Khan, which we will be previewing. Yes. Alvarez, you know, uh, you were saying at the end of the fight, Golovkin pretty much called out Canelo, saying that... You know, uh, I feel great. I'm here now. I'm here to stay. I'm not going anywhere. Give me my belt. Mm -hmm. Give me my belt. He said it twice. Let's fight. Golovkin looks like the good guy in the news right now. Like, he looks like the guy that wants to fight at 160. Canelo wants to catch weight at 155. I don't know how long Canelo is going to be, going to like being looked at that in the news. Um, And we've watched some of the 24-7s leading up to the fight with Khan. What do you think the chances are we see Golovkin and Canelo? And if that fight happens, I mean, I mean, it's got to be even odds here. What, what do you What do you like about that fight? Looking at looking that far ahead, is there anything that jumps out between see, those two fighters? Yeah, I do. I have a problem, and anybody can argue this with me. I do have a problem when we're talking about a fighter that hasn't even fought his next fight yet, yep. and we're already jumping that far ahead. Yeah. Because I do think, no matter who you're, I mean, yes, it matters who you're contending, but um, I know Khan is. Super underdog, so obviously Canelo's supposed to come out. But since you just never know what's going to happen or how it's going to go down, whether he wins or not, yeah. um, I, I think it's it's hard to say. It's, yeah. it's so early. That being said, I do think it'd be a killer fight. And um, I, I think that if Canelo wins the con fight, he comes out even higher than he is going into it, obviously. Oh, yeah. And just like... Uh, unstoppable, kind of. And so that's why I think it'd be a really good fight against Golovkin. And uh, Golovkin doesn't really care. He thinks that it's just like whatever, you know, yeah. a, a, a whatever fight for him. So it, it'd at least be a good one, no yes, matter what. I agree. Um, yeah, I, I'm just like, okay, let's not get ahead of ourselves. That's how I 
Well, we'll focus. See we'll it. get down to the preview with Canelo Khan yeah. here in a bit. Um, I know that you and I were talking weight classes because you're still kind of new to the sport, and there's a lot yeah. of people who don't. You know, UFC's got a lot there's more clear so weight many. class and boxing. Yeah. Max Kellerman made a great point. So his quote last night was, "What I do agree with fans." that are angry about that the middleweight division is defined as a weight limit of 160 pounds. That's middleweight. Yeah. You can weigh less, but you can't weigh more. That's obvious. But the, here's, the, here's the caveat. <laughs> but if in the contract it says you have to weigh less than 160, you're not fighting at middleweight. Yeah. That's the problem. Fight fans are hearing that Canelo keeps making these 155-pound catch weights. He's the 165-pound champion. Now, if there's someone challenging like Khan, who's not the mandatory, who's just a you know someone they signed on to fight, they can make the contract at whatever weight limit they want, right. as long as it's above 154, because that's the next one. <laughs> but if you have a contracted this you know Triple G is the next person you have to fight, you can't you're not legally allowed to make a catch weight. So what the WBC is saying is that if Canelo keeps wanting it that fight at 155 right. and, and demanding it, that they'll strip him of the title. Now, it's too bad that belts are looked at so low nowadays because yeah. I have a bad feeling Canelo is going to take that deal. Really? Yeah, I think because th- that doesn't hurt him. If they strip him of the belt, yeah. he's still one of the most popular in the world, uh, popular fighters in the world in Mexico. Huge, Mexico. He huge. gets huge pay-per-view numbers. So, and the last pay-per-view that Golovkin sold against Lemieux was not, the numbers weren't there. Mm-hmm. So, I think the Canelo camp thinks they control everything money-wise. Um, it's funny. You brought up weight a few times in, already today. And what I wanted to say to that was when we were watching, um, I forget which one it was because we, you know, do our research, guys. Yeah. But um, De La Hoya and Khan's trainer, yes. Virgil Hunter. Oh, Virgil Hunter, yeah. Both commented on the fact of even between Khan and uh, Canelo that – about weight class. And so you want to talk about weight classes, you know, for another fight. They both, you know, both huge in the fighting world, like, think that that doesn't matter. That it doesn't matter. And, you know, he named so many guys, so many big names that have gone up five weight classes, six weight classes. And he, they just say, if whoever's a stronger fighter. And I kind of love that because you know I have an attitude with the weight classes of, Really? Is is two pounds, three pounds a big deal? Yes, before everyone gets all over me. <laughs> I understand weight and how that matters and how that, you know, shifts your body and all that stuff. But it's also in the way you use it, the way you lose it. You know, even Khan was talking, I mean, we're, we'll talk about him later, but just as a reference, he's talking about, you know, you have to dehydrate yourself and, and kind of lose things to lose that weight. And you that loses a lot of parts of you that will give you that strength, give you that power, give you that protein, that energy. And then once you are able to eat whatever you want and build on that, that's where it is. It's not so much the like actual poundage. It's really how you use it. So use that for what it is. I just thought that was so interesting. You've Oscar De La Hoya saying that and kind of being like, hey, it doesn't matter what weight class you kind of are. You know, if you're a strong fighter, you're going to build to it. You're going to match that with the, your fighting style, and your trainer's going to help you. And that's what it is. So yeah. I thought that was super interesting. Yeah, it's a good point. And let's, we'll circle back to, yeah, let, exactly. let, let's circle back to weight because a lot of people want fighters bl- blow it off. But when camps make catch weights, that obviously means something. Right. So right. We'll, we'll circle back. Uh, we obviously saw that, that Triple G uh, won the fight in two rounds mm-hmm. and kind of what's next for Triple G. 
I, I think it's going to be either a unification against Canelo or Amir Khan, because whoever wins that fight is going to be next, or a unification against Billy Joe Saunders, who's the WBO champion, who's who won a title a few months back and has been talking and I think looking for, I mean, he, he's deserved, he deserves some kind of big fight because he's got the title. He beat Andy Lee a few months yeah. ago. So fine. His name's in the mix. So if the big fight doesn't happen, then it could be another year until it does, but we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> That's what I think it's going to be next. Right. Um, as we see Triple G's buddy, Roman, your favorite, Chocolatito Gonzalez. <laughs> I love that name. I love it. Yeah, the first time she saw the name, it was like, oh, my God, this is the best this nickname the best I've ever seen. Uh, they've been paired on a bunch of fights. He fought Nick Williams Arroyo for the uh, WBC World Flyweight title. This fight was, to the judges, pretty one-sided. 119-109, there was two of those, and then 120-108. Um, I think Arroyo had a, a little bit more success in the fight than people are giving him credit for. He... He was able to, in the middle rounds, you know, four, five, six, seven, eight. He had he was landing some good clean shots on mm -hmm. Chocolatito, and this is the first time Chocolatito has looked kind of human. Like he finally looks uh, <laughs> like someone who can get tagged and hit because he's looked like a destructive yeah, flyweight for a while. And let's take a look at the highlights here from last night: Chocolatito <laughs> versus Arroyo. That freaking name! I love is it. Amazing. And early on, Chocolatito. Okay, it just doesn't stop. Well, he's great. He worked the body. He works the head. He works everything, which will slow down a fighter. Uh, and as we see here, but Arroyo, I mean, this is the problem with Arroyo last night. Chocolatito can throw so many punches and combinations. You know, he'll fire off six, seven punches, and Arroyo will have, you know, three. That's where, uh, that's where that happened right there. We're actually in the middle of the fourth round. Arroyo's, the sole of his shoe came off. Oh. Which is a huge distraction. Yeah. Uh, but... I mean, obviously the HBO highlights here are are big for Chocolatito. Mm -hmm. They're showing him, but I I, I think that uh, Mick Williams Arroyo won uh, a, a couple of rounds. One judge, two judges gave him one. I I, he, I think uh, some other people and analysts are saying he might have won three or four. Either way, it's another victory for Chocolatito. This mm -hmm. guy's and it, this is rare. A flyweight that's getting name recognition that doesn't happen very often for the yeah. small guys. Well, when you have a name like that. It's yes. going to get recognition, which is it. There is some truth to that, no matter yes. what marketing and branding. Oh, heck yeah. You have that name and it's it, as long as you're doing well, you're going to be promoted. Do you the, know what I mean? Yeah, you're absolutely right. They're doing it perfectly because they're pairing him with Triple G, <laughs> who has made L.A. his second home now. Yeah. He's had three or four fights in the L.A. area. Mm -hmm. And now they're putting Gonzalez on the undercard. And now people come to expect these two explosive fighters in different weight classes as a big show, or like Triple G would say, big drama show. Right. So, and they call it little drama show for for, <laughs> for Chocolatito. That's awesome. But big things are on the horizon for for Chocolatito. I'm not sure where he's going to move next. We were I was looking at the flyweight rankings, and you've got some big fighters like uh, Juan Francisco Estrada and uh, Amnat Rohnberg, and then of course Ioka, who's in Japan, but. It always comes down to TV contracts and who's contracted to, to you know, which network. And right. A lot of things uh, above our, uh, uh, over our heads. Yeah. With, we don't even know what's going on in the negotiation rooms. So um, let's just, just do this. Let's jump in. You know what? I, I was going to go back uh -huh. to our predictions for Triple G and, and, I was waiting for it. Let's just dive in. Uh, All right, we had guys. Our, we had our great predictions last week, and uh, let's just recap and see uh, how Andrea did for I'm our predictions last week. This is why I'm getting slammed for this fight. <laughs> um, Wade. <laughs> I'll take Wade. That's quite an upset. I know it is. 
But I like that. You know what? <laughs> if you if you want to talk up your boy Wade, that was that was pretty much it, Steve. That was Andrea's prediction. Uh, Wade, yeah, so, you let me down, well, man. I, I love the excitement on your face. And if you're watching live on YouTube on the AfterBuzz channel. You will see that she was like, you know what? This is it. Like I, Wade's got I it. I just, I, I love the underdog sometimes. I, I don't even blame. When her. I don't know, when I'm really like, huh, um, you know, I, I just love. I'm not to trying take to put them. you on the spot. I just thought it was a nice right. to, to recap. It was what, hilarious to, to what we had there. You make and fun then, of me for it. It's fine. No, it's you know, I tried my best. I tried my <laughs> best. Um, I know our, our, our esteemed engineer and producer uh, Steve in the booth is going to bring up uh, my prediction. Uh, if we if we have time to uh, to go live with uh, Jared's prediction on Wade and Triple G from last week's yeah. show, he's uh, six round TKO, not a six round KO. I'm gonna go. This kid's got pride, <laughs> and hopefully not too much because sometimes you see someone get beat up more than they have to. Right. But I, I think there's gonna be a six round stoppage. Um, and I, I just I don't see it being that competitive. This is awesome. All right, see, but that was great. And I, you said you didn't really predict that well but i think you did well, i mean it's close. who could predict less than two yeah that'd be, a, that'd be a pretty bold prediction it was and i'm sure some people made it and i'm sure they made a lot of money no oh uh, they could have yeah they have. when you you can bet individual rounds in, in vegas and, yeah, and online that's and what it's kind of fun vegas. we'll have a nice uh, gambling show one day that'll be nice that we'll, we'll bring fun. on like a professional gambler and see what they're thinking that'd be about awesome. the that, yeah that's that's the goal here i just spent a week in vegas and i was we were talking about that and the nfl and how you could Make the bet now. Put a dollar down and probably win. If you pick the team to go all the way, oh yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Put like <laughs> what's a dollar? Put twenty. You forget exactly. You put twenty bucks down. Put twenty bucks on. I would have lost majorly though. I would have never bet on that. Oh, Wade well, fight. Yeah, with my prediction. But then kidding? again, you wouldn't have had to have, uh, bet that much for the. You know, you just you you bet small and you win totally. big. Right. But with Triple G, you have to bet big. Mm-hmm. Bet bigger to yeah. win. Okay, I wouldn't have done. So it's it, not guys. fun. It's only fun to bet on a, an underdog. That's yeah. true. But I like it. Well, we're gonna introduce that. Every, I think every week we should go back and look at those predictions and see how we did. Because there's a lot of TV shows, and I think a lot of sports fans are watching and listening to us. Mm-hmm. They'll make a prediction. You watch a popular show on HBO or ESPN, and they'll say what they think is gonna happen. And then the next day on the show or the next week, people they don't about talk it. about. Yeah. It. Now let's. You know, we're gonna own up to our predictions. Absolutely, here. we're gonna we're gonna keep a running record, and you can at home as well. Um, and also, I always like to remind everyone on Twitter it's to use the hashtag #ABTVBoxing for sure. And I want to hear your scorecards, what you thought of the fights. Love hearing fans, and if, if they saw something differently, because a lot of times, you know. You and I saw that we saw mm-hmm. we predicted it differently, but a lot of times during a fight we'll score rounds differently, and yeah. so I, we'd love to hear from the fans and what they thought. So when Con and Canelo, Con and Canelo come up, uh, let us know how you're scoring each round and give us your scorecards. It's great. Yeah, because it keeps the conversation going. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you have our own conversation, and just to be uh, to put this out there, yeah. that was my worst. And and <laughs> I most know. I picked off the worst prediction. Week. I picked the worst week. No, but it's good. But I'm just I'm just saying, if you go back a few episodes yeah. of us oh, talking. Oh, yeah, you got it. I'm usually on, but that, I just think that's so funny. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't mean you, to I've never you. seen that guy before, so I had no idea. And I'm I like, didn't mean to put you on, oh my God, what they call it, on blast? No, no. The kids call that? Yeah, I think yeah. it was on blast. I think it's a new thing now. Yeah, but. it was just bad timing. It's hilarious. Um, but that's so. cool. I love doing that and talking about the predictions, because yeah. even in our other after shows, if they're not mentioned, I forget. I'm like, who did I pick? This one I remembered, because it was so oh, blatantly yeah. Yeah. off. But I, I still stand by it, guys. I stand yeah. by it. That's fine. We but, all you know, we all, we all have predictions that are a little <laughs> off. I'd like to see where he goes from here. Who? Wade. Oh, Wade. Uh, yeah. yeah. Let's Follow see. his career. You could become his biggest fan. Right? Yeah. 
only fan. No, I'm right. kidding. Kidding. Right. Dominic. <laughs> kidding. We'd love to have you on, Dominic. Um, let's jump into it. Okay. This is the big, this is the big show. Big, this is not big drama show. That's no. Triple G. This is just the big show in two weeks. Pay-per-view, HBO, Saul Canelo Alvarez, 46-1-1, 32-KOs, very impressive, versus Amir Khan, 31-3, yeah. 19-KOs for the WBC middleweight title at 155-pound catch weight, like we talked about. Mm-hmm. Some quick stats on Canelo. Uh, he's, uh, or we'll start with Amir Khan first. Okay. 29 years old. Both fighters still in their 20s, so they're both still, you know, in their prime or waiting to see it. Yeah. There's a five-fight win streak for Amir Khan, but not against the best competition. Uh, names like Carlos Molina and Julio Diaz, you know, second-level kind of competition. Um, his best win in his career, I, I would pick a couple. There's Marco Antonio Barrera in 2009 or Marcos Maidana in 2010. So it's been five or six years or more, six or seven years since a really big win. He took a dip where he got beat, uh, which we were watching some of the pre-show, the 24-7s. He lost to Danny Garcia by a wicked KO in 2012. Yeah. Now, that's people's big, um, I guess, doubt yeah. for Amir Khan. I want to get your thoughts on when you see a guy who was in, who fought at 140 pounds for so long, and then when and then got knocked out, I believe Danny Garcia was also in the 140-pound division. So you see a guy who can get knocked out in the 140-pound division. And now he's supposed to step up. And now he's going to step up yeah. against a guy who who probably will bulk up to. They keep claiming 180 pounds. They say he's going to put on 25 pounds. I don't think he's going to. It's going to be probably in the 170s. But, I mean... Can I, he do it? To me... Can he do to it? To me, I don't trust a guy who... Has a suspect chin. Mm-hmm. Now, and- Andrea, <laughs> what are your thoughts? That's awesome. On someone who's gotten knocked out in a smaller weight class. We were talking about weight classes, and they were talking about how they didn't matter. Yeah. But obviously, Canelo can pack a bigger punch than Danny Garcia. Mm-hmm. Does that have any impact on how you look at the fight? It does. Yeah. It, a little. Um, definitely. You know, and they talked about slowing down his speed. I don't know. The guy is really quick. So it'll slow down a little bit, but it will still be faster. I'm going to put this prediction out there. It will still be faster than Canelo. Yes. Even at a higher weight. I don't care. Um, That guy is fast. He's doing some weight training that is based on air. Did oh. you see that with those machines? Yes. It's freaking oh, no. awesome. Well, that's uh, that's recovery. Oh no no no. Are oh, you talking about the ice the, stuff? That, no. Oh. I'm talking about like instead of using weights, you're it's based on air pressure. Oh. So that is some cool technology right yeah, there. Yeah. Anything to get an edge. Uh, yeah, yeah, but it's all new, and that's what these guys do. But you have you know you have to try it. So I thought that was pretty cool, and I think that that'll really. I mean, it, that was intense. Um, so I think it will affect him a little bit with the weight, but I agreed with what he said that you're kind of just building and it's going to build power, build. So if he has that speed and then more weight behind him, who knows? That might be he might be also able to take and withstand a punch that he wasn't able Oof. to take down in 140. Yeah, maybe. That's, it's a bold prediction, but I'm just I'm all about that. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah, we're almost there. We'll get to our bold predictions. You, know, you, you brought up saying. a great point though about if you know. You may be thinking that he, I mean, we're not there yet, but maybe you, you're thinking that he can maybe take a punch because he's bulked up. And better. I mean, who knows? I mean, I mean yeah. his body can bulk up, but I I tend to think if you're in the middle of your career like he was and took and you take a shot like that and you get knocked out, I'm not, it's sometimes it's, I mean, Garcia's a, a hard puncher, but he's, I mean, Canelo can t- take someone's head off. Yeah. That's he the can. trouble. Yeah. I'm like, yes. I don't know when you want to talk about this because no, I want to talk about Let's Canelo. dive in. Let's dive in. One it. of the biggest things that I thought about, first of all, these guys were fighters so young, and it's kind of incredible Canelo to see way that. young. 
Yeah, he was professional at 15. Yeah. That's insane to me. Yes. I mean, look like a kid. You're like, yep. well, how could you be any weight class at 15? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but <laughs> he just, he in watching some of his fights, he not only has such a strong, uh, deadly punch, but his defense, like he, he isn't moving um, without purpose. He really, a lot of these guys, they put up, they put up their dukes. Yeah. They put up their fists and yeah. they're, they're protecting themselves, but they, they can't see really what's coming and then they get hit. He really kind of has that vision, I feel like, defensively and is seeing where the punches are coming from and he has that quick move. The only thing I will say to that is with how fast Khan puts those punches up, I don't know if Canelo will be able to uh, dodge it that quickly. That's what's going to make it a fun fight. Canelo trying to be defensively, uh, you know, kind of avoiding the punches and, and with the speed at which with they are coming from Khan. That's going to be exciting to me because he is really good defensively. So, and then yes, obviously offensively, he has that, that strength and that punch behind it, but you know, it's, it's both sides. You have to kind of play. Yeah. It's, I'm going to counter your point. Yeah. It was a nice boxing term. With some numbers, and if it sparks anything in you, let me know. But okay. um, I looked at the KOs in their record. Now, Khan has plenty of KOs, but he has one KO win in his last 10 fights. And we're talking at weight divisions of 140 and 147. Canelo, has, on the other hand, has five KO wins in his last 10 fights. And most of his fights have taken place anywhere from, you know, in the 154, 155 range. Right. So a guy with a higher KO percentage in a heavier division, is fighting a guy coming up who couldn't knock guys out in a lower division. Yeah. Khan's game plan is not going to be... To knock him out. To knock him he out. He can't. So He's going to try to win on points. That's right. And that's why... that's It's not exactly a counter. It's kind yeah, of it's like a... Not, yeah. You know, because it's kind of saying the same thing. It's just, I think it's going to... It's evening the playing field for Khan a little bit. Just the fact that Canelo is going to face the speed. Let's see. He might not even have that speed, Khan. So, what are the keys? Up. What does Khan have to do to win this fight, in your opinion? Like, what is he going to have to do? You're, you're saying, you know, use your speed. Don't go for the knockout. Yeah. What's like? Don't what's, even try. So, is he? Is he? Is this a fight that Khan's try going to, to have to win on up. points? He's yes. going to have to win on yes. points. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. He's going to have to. He's going to have to hit him. He's going to have to hit him. And I would and hope so. Move faster because. Um, Canelo has such good defense. Yeah. Right there. Okay. That's it. That's the key. And That's then, what I'm saying. And I wanted to get your And he, he looks bigger. Khan looks like he's definitely taller bald. and he's he definitely fights taller. They're both billed at five nine, but yeah. I think that's a bit of a stretch for Canelo. Uh Obviously. Khan is fights taller because mm-hmm. Canelo likes to duck down and get inside. So um Khan is rangier. You know, he 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 can move, he's got yes. better footwork, he's got better speed. Um, and they, yeah, and they always say you can't that weights don't train. Oh, we don't care about weights and blah blah blah. But we're talking about such a deadly fighter. So in you the disagree 150s. with me? You think that the weight is significantly going to affect Khan? Uh, I think I th- I th- I think the weight division, if that okay. makes sense, because okay. when you when you're moving up and fighting a true middleweight, yeah. like like Canelo, who's is, knocked people out, in who's that knocked people weight, out yeah. in that weight class or knocked them silly, it's just. Uh, I give Khan credit for moving up for the fight. And it's not that I'm not giving him a chance here. Because Khan has only been... Uh, his his loss against Peterson was disputed. So his one true loss was against Danny Garcia, who's a great welterweight. A really solid, good welterweight. Mm-hmm. So 
Maybe Khan has a second wind here, and maybe he's a guy, but he's also expressed going back down in weight after this fight. He wants to take this fight to prove he can beat big names. Well, let's see. So um, I just made some quick notes here about how each fighter could win. I think Amir Khan, footwork, quick hands, don't get suckered inside, and must win the early rounds. That sounds good to me. Because I completely agree yeah, with you. Because if you get a jump on someone like that, because uh, Khan's going to have his legs, he's going to have his speed early on. He's not going to get hit with those lethal body shots from Canelo. So if you can get a couple, two, three, maybe even four rounds in the books before right. Canelo can figure you out, well, now you've got a, a huge advantage and all you have to do is maybe win two or three rounds later on. I'm saying that now, like it's easy to right. win rounds against Canelo. Right. But you have to win early rounds. If you go down against Canelo, then he makes it his fight. Then you're going to have to fight his game. Mm -hmm. You have to win the first two or three rounds. Like yeah. It's imperative. You have to. Um, and then his, his footwork, create angles against Canelo. Because uh, Canelo is a little bit more flat-footed. Mm -hmm. So you've got to give him tough angles, much like Pacquiao does. You've got to give the other fighter tough angles so he can't just, you know, you're not squared up against right. him. Tough to say because if you get tagged with a few body shots, it'll slow you down. Which brings me to Canelo's keys to victory, which cutting off the ring, body punches, and counter punches. Mm -hmm. You've got to get Khan out of his element and get him inside and cut the ring off, you know, get him in corners, get him against the ropes. And then body punches are such a big part of Canelo's arsenal. So as soon as you can do that, you slow the quicker fighter down. Yeah, but and that's that's exactly what I'm saying. The fact that if he can read his, if he can be defensive well against Khan, that means that his counter is going to come back just like Canelo knows how to, yes. you know, knows how to fight. Yeah. And that's the only thing that makes me nervous is the speed of Khan, but... I 100% agree with you. Um, I also want to bring up the fact that it is Cinco de Mayo weekend. Always a big fight weekend. And that is not only a big fight weekend, that is so huge for Canelo because he was brought up in in his culture and you know where he comes from being such a huge part of his legacy and why he does what he does. You know, having the same guys train you that are like family for 12 years, that's incredible and that adds so much weight to the kind of fighter he is and what he's fighting for. You know, Khan's fighting for his family. Everyone fights for their family. You know, that's great. And that's that's that carries a lot of weight on your side. But I just feel like that being Cinco de Mayo weekend and his whole culture being a, a huge part of the type of boxer he is, it's going to be amazing. Like, that energy is going to be so huge that I want to go to Vegas for it. It's great. It's, <laughs> it's great. going to be you, amazing. If you've ever gone to a fight, I went to a fight in MGM, and I'm sure a lot of our fight fans have gone to fights. But if, it, if there's a Mexican fighter involved, you immediately become – Oh, I, man. I became Mexican right? in, at the MGM. <laughs> I was like chanting Mexico, Mexico. Not oh because I had money on the guy. Right. But we, we – you get, you get suckered in and it's just – The whole place you. is like it's, – It's spectacular. Yeah. It's spectacular. Vibrating. Oh, it's great. It's, it's – the environment's going to be So I think that's going to be incredible booming. no matter what. Yes. And Khan – the cool thing is Khan will have his groups of fans because – Khan's, you know, he's he's British, mm -hmm. and the British fans are, are different. If you're familiar with Ricky Hatton in the past, they had their song, uh, There's Only One <laughs> Ricky Hatton. The and British they would chant, always have their songs yes. for everything. And they would chant through the round. Mm -hmm. So 
you could distinctly hear the British fans. So I like when there's uh, Mexican and British fight fans in the same building because it's it's completely different. Yeah. But the energy level is there and the passion's there for both sides. So totally. The, I think you're right. The night at MGM is going to be spectacular. Yeah. Maybe we can maybe we can sneak down there and, uh, uh. and get in. <laughs> Maybe we'll just drive I to the desert. I actually think that'd be easier for us than going to the forum for some reason. Yeah, you, there's a forum like a fortress. You just can't, you can't, pin. we'll get in. Yeah. We'll get into both, you know, spots. Cool. You know, we're at its infancy here at the Boxing After Show, but we will prevail. And the Determination. Coverage, the coverage is just going to get deeper. We're going to, we're going to be at gyms. We're going to be at training weeks. It's going to happen. We're going to have video segments. We're going to have stuff. We're going to have And to bring more. up, like you said, that ice box. We're just going to call it the ice box, but oh, that freezing yes, yes. mechanism that yes. was so cool with the nitrogen yes. instead of water and ice. And they both do it. Both I used fighters. to have to do that in in uh, high school soccer. Just jump in. Oh, and I, I'm a goalie, so yeah. you, I had to put my hands in there. You'd yeah. go, you'd fill up. Uh, it was like this was terrible. You didn't want to do it. Your entire team was like, "No, you yeah. go first. You go first. Yeah. Our coaches made us do it. Um, but it was a garbage pail full of ice water. And this is before they had all of those machines. Yeah. In. And you just have to jump in there with your legs. And I'd have to put my hands in. And I'd be like, oh, yeah. freezing. Yeah. Like, I hate nothing more than being that cold. But it's so, it does help. It helps yeah. you recover so much faster. Yeah. Soreness and all Well, especially that pain. now with the, the new way, like, of doing it where you're just in the chamber for yeah. three minutes. That's why I want to try out. it. That is so Maybe cool. Maybe we'll do a segment here. That'd be awesome. A uh, segment where Andrew Fasano we'll look up goes a close one, yeah. The, the freeze chamber. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Uh, let's jump into our Canelo Con predictions. Yes. Let's 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 jump to it. There's the lights. And now, My favorite. After Buzz TV predictions. Okay, Andrea. Yes. I'll start it off, and then you can counter with your possibly Go. another I'm big upset. I'm dying to hear what you say. Um, here's the breakdown. Canelo Con. I think Con's gonna win the first two or three rounds. Uh, while Canelo tries to figure him out, uh, Khan will create some funky angles. You know, he'll tag Canelo a bit early on, and maybe he brought some power up by bulking up. I don't think it's going to hurt Canelo. That's mm-hmm. the problem. Eventually, I think Canelo is going to slow down Khan with power punches to the body and start to control the fight. Um, Khan doesn't want to get KO'd. He'll do anything. Yes. I think he'll do anything, and hopefully not to make it a boring fight, but he might run a little bit. You think so? I, I, he just doesn't want to be embarrassed with the KO again. Mm-hmm. Enough, no fighter does. No. But I think there'll be some rounds where he runs and doesn't throw much in order to just if he's Avoid. if he's if he you know let's say he wins a few rounds, loses the fight, he can be he can be interviewed at the end of the fight and say, well, you know, I thought I won the fight, and then you know, oh, I won four rounds, so who says right. I didn't win two more? That could be the situation. But my prediction is this is going to go the distance. When I first heard this fight, I didn't think it was because Khan, I thought, had a suspect chin. Mm -hmm. But I think he's got the legs. He's going to keep the distance. I think he wins four rounds. But I think Canelo wins eight rounds to four, 116-112. Wow. Andrea. You are so specific. It blows my mind. (laughs) But I love it. He's so passionate about it. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to be as specific. No, go for it. I'm going to say that I think in the beginning it might go back and forth. One round one, one round the other for at least three to four rounds. I'm going to say really three. Okay. Maybe. And then after round four or five, um, Canelo all the way. Is that what you said? You said Canelo all the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Canelo all the way. Uh, I don't don't know. I want to give Canelo a knockout. Yeah. But like you said, if Khan runs, then obviously he may not get it. But he may also because he might get tired of that and just go after him. Um, what do you he, like in here? He needs to try and, like you said, cut the angles and, yeah. and corner him. 
I think maybe even round. I was thinking eight in my Go head. For it. Yeah. But I'm going eight, nine, or ten. Can I say? Yeah, that? you can do it. Eight to ten. You can say, say mid to, to late rounds. Yes. That's how in the boxing world you can get away with any kind of prediction. Yeah, like totally. if I was smart with the glove can one, I would have said, oh, a first half stoppage. Right. Because then I just would have been right one yeah, through six. No matter what. So we'll say mid to late round stoppage, right. and that pretty much gives you like five, six rounds. You can I think whatever. so. I say eight, nine, or ten. I, in my head, I have eight, and yeah. that, I'm usually when I have that feeling, it's pretty strong. Yeah. I'm usually right. Okay. Oh no, we're gonna replay this yeah, next I week. I cannot wait. I cannot wait till we replay it. So those are our Canelo and Khan predictions. But I'm very excited for oh it, no God. matter what. I like this when I get into like who these two are. Like, no offense to Glovkin and Wade. I was just like so opposite, like so off that it just kind of doesn't get me excited about the fight. So that's why. Well, yeah, I'm you like, didn't know much about Wade. Right. And I, right I just yeah. am like, okay. But uh, these two, I'm really pumped about. Yeah, HBO knows how to build a fight. Mm-hmm. Their 24-7 series is great. The first one was out yesterday, so go give that a, a watch after you uh, listen to our podcast, of course. Um, all right, Steve, we're going to go into some news here. A couple yeah. of news and notes from the weekend of boxing. So let's dive into it. TV News. Just a couple of quick notes. We have uh, Nonito Donaire, and I don't even know how to pronounce the guy he beat. Uh, I'm going to say Sold Bedok. It's spelled Z-S-O-L-D. Any guess. But Nonito Donaire is trying to get back on the map. He was, you know, legit. Looked like the next great fighter. Um, but uh, he he knocked down Bedok, in a, much like Gennady Golovkin did. Three knockdowns, um, and the, the, fight, the fight was waved off, 244, round three. So Nonito Donaire trying to climb back up through the ranks. And then we finally got some Sergey Kovalev news, who we watched love this it, fight yeah. from. The, the mean Russian Sergey so Kovalev. Aggressive. He's great. I love him. Yes. Uh, He's going to face Isaac Chalimba in Russia on July 11th. Ooh. Now, uh, everyone's hoping that this is just a precursor to him fighting Andre Ward. So you fight in Russia in July. Ward just fought a few weeks ago. That was a prediction back in the, back in the day. Yes, yes, back <laughs> right? in the day. One yeah. of yours. We'll give it to both of us. <laughs> right, okay. We'll chalk it up. Uh, and so they're hoping that Kovalev can make easy work of Isaac Chalimba in July and he can move on and fight bigger and better names. And that is all. For the boxing news, that's good news. Notes. That's I like good. it. That's good news. You know, Kovalev stays busy. Um, it's not the. It's not a huge name, no. but there's not a lot of big names in light heavyweight. So hopefully, he can just chalk up another win, stay sharp, and then they can make that mega fight happen. Like we want to see a, We want to see Canelo Golovkin, and we want to see Kovalev yep. and Ward all in 2016. Would make it for a great way to end the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but it might happen early 2017. So who knows? Yeah. Um, what do we have here? This day in boxing history. We're going to make a drop for that. Steve, you got to remind me that we're going to make a drop for that this day in boxing history. We'll jazz it we up. We need one. Um, now, I always try to pick something that's a little more recent that some of our younger fans and, and that will remember. If there's a legendary fight, you know, Ali or, or right. Frazier or Sugar Ray Leonard, we're going to well, talk about huge. it. Because those, those are just huge names. But uh, April 24th. In 2000, oh, what did I put? 2004, Vitaly Klitschko defeated Corey Sanders in the eighth round for the vacant WBC title, and he finally got revenge for uh, his younger brother's loss. Um, uh, if you don't remember, back can in the I day, that was what, that yes, song? you can. That's going to be stuck in everyone's Tina. head. Uh, back in the day, because uh, Vladimir, this was one of our other this day in boxing histories where Vladimir lost yeah. to uh, Corey Sanders. So the next year, Vitaly got revenge on Corey Sanders, and we got a clip 
at for the end of the fight. Let's roll it. Earth. There he is. This is a oh, brutal. Totally. <laughs> he, Sanders was game in this fight. Corey Sanders was a really game fighter. Look at this poor guy. Yeah. Look at drunken Sanders. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this was... Look at this. You know what, though, with the both of them with the red gloves? This is just so classic. Oh, poor guy. Yeah. Great moment. And who knew? I mean, the, they knew the, the Klitschko brothers were going to be great. But uh, Vladimir had lost a few fights, and they just weren't sure. And Vitaly was coming off of his loss against Lennox Lewis, mm-hmm. and then Lennox Lewis retired. So at that point, we weren't sure as boxing fans and the uh, boxing writers, and they, no one was sure how good these brothers were going to be. And that fight started uh, Vitaly's eight-year, 12-fight win streak. Damn. And then he retired. Uh, so that was it. That started the streak. He got revenge, which his brother had to feel great about. You know, he lost. So he's like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go in there and pummel him. But that was a great fight. Go back and watch. Corey Sanders had some really good early rounds. And it, Vitaly looked like he might be in trouble. Uh, he actually went mm-hmm. down. They called it a slip. But a uh, great fight. Great memory. Yeah. Um, and uh, hopefully won't have uh, – don't worry. Uh, the Klitschko's aren't going to take over our uh, our this day in boxing history. We'll have some <laughs> We'll have some other moments. But it just happened to be that both Klitschko brothers had fought Corey Sanders on the same day that we're broadcasting, you know, a decade ago. That's so crazy. we had to go for it. Yeah. So, um, Andrea, mm-hmm. final thoughts on Triple G – Alvarez, this bubble, this bubble that we're in. We're in this big bubble of just Triple G and Alvarez, the rumors, you know, Khan getting slighted maybe a little bit, people not thinking he's got a shot. Uh, I I don't know. Like, what are we looking at here? Are we, are we, uh, we're both predicting Canelo to win. I know. So does Triple G and and, and Alvarez, is it happen? It's funny because you know how I said I usually, I enjoy an underdog. Yeah. But I'm picky about it. Clearly not that picky, but Wade. Right. I mean, it's kind of like I said, if I if I really am just kind of like whatever, that's that's a big chance. Con I'm not saying he might have a chance, but they make it out to show that he kind of I mean, he's not a lackey. Like he he's got the opportunity. Yep. Maybe that's the right word yes. to really step up here. And I think with the way he's training and if he's really that diligent, he has a chance to stay in there and it for it to be a good fight. Yeah. So you never know. Yeah, I agree. I agree. As a boxing fan, really want Canelo to win because right. I want that Triple G like and him. Canelo hype to live up to the hype. Mm-hmm. And, I, I, and I want Canelo to win. Uh, wish Khan the best of luck. Uh, I hope it's a really entertaining and a good fight. Yeah. But I would just love to see the more you can hype up one side, Triple G, Alvarez, yeah, you all just the want rumors. That to yeah, you don't want to see something crumble. You don't want to see no. Kovalev lose in July and and things like that. You right. just don't want to see that. So as a boxing fan, I want to see uh, a great fight, great atmosphere. But I I'd like to see Alvarez uh, win the fight, and I think he will. Um, Me by, too. Uh, by a decision. Oh, that would be so incredible. Yeah. It's such a you just feel it like. Yep resonating out of the TV already, yeah, even yeah. though it hasn't happened. And just to note, like the reason why I do do the underdog thing is usually because the guy who's uh, slated to win usually is cocky and has like an attitude. And Canelo is just so adorable. And I'm not saying adorable. Khan's cocky, but he kind of is. And he has a little bit of this like, well, I'm going to win attitude. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, we'll prove it. Well, right. we'll get to see in 13 days. Good. 
what happens. So we're going to put a bow on this episode. Uh, we'll be tweeting about the fight uh, the next couple weeks. I'll be tweeting. Andrew will be tweeting. We'll be uh, responding to your questions. So get on there. Uh, once again, SoundCloud, iTunes, watch us on YouTube. Share us, like us, comment on us, and let us know what your thoughts are on Canelo versus Khan. I'm Jared Gilkerson. That's at Gilkerson Radio on Twitter. You can also find me on the Tomorrow Show at thetomorrowshow.com, Monday and Thursday nights. Be sure to tune in. Andrea, where can everyone find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Andy Fasano. Also Periscope, if you guys are out there yeah. using that. Uh, you can catch me hosting on there. And make sure to follow us and hashtag ABTVBoxing. That's right. Jared and I have a conversation on there throughout the week. So Yeah, and so until the next one, we'll see you later. Yes! <laughs> From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other aftershows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Bye. See you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.